Welcome to the EchoCast episode 93. It's a new year, new year, new DZ. This is a podcast about The Division, The Division 2, the franchise itself, the community, speculation, news, history, news again. I am Bond Diesel, and I do Division things, and some Escape from Tarkov things for now. Today, we are going to talk about some Division weekly news, some developer tweets, and what they might mean, uh, 2020 speculation for Division 2. Uh, some community topics, my experience with Tarkov and how I think it could uh, help Division, but they probably won't do anything like that. Uh, some listener questions and content updates. If you would like to support this podcast or my other content, please check out patreon.com slash theechocast. I do want to thank this month's supporters, Hassan, Christian, Darren, Justin, Tim, PK, and DJ. Okay, for the news recap. Okay, so I'm going to be straight up. There's not really anything to talk about. Therefore, I'm just going to pull some stuff out of nowhere. And I just want you to bear with me because I think a week from now, episode 94 is going to be after the next day of the game. And I'm relatively certain we're going to get a bunch of episode 3 news next week. So hopefully I have something worth talking about. If you don't want to be here for that, that's fine. I get it, but let's jump right into it. Uh, so really the only news I could really kind of drag up was um, just noticing a lot of tweets um, or, or a lot of media, uh, mostly from um, developers. You know, there's a few developers who are really active, um, some comm devs as well, uh, and uh, even the ETF members. And, uh, and not for, for no confusion's sake, um, the uh, elite task force uh, that you know a few months ago went to Malmo and they did a bunch of stuff. Uh, that's probably just gonna we're probably gonna see the beginning of some of those changes uh, at around episode three, either you know in episode three or soon after. And what what I'm seeing um, is is essentially a, a borderline rehaul of the game um, through various tweets. I've kind of picked up that. There's kind of hints that we may see another big reset of gear and things like that. Uh, that's going to make people mad, but here's what I'm guessing this time. One, I'm guessing they're going to change stuff and or add activity. That means that getting that gear again won't be that big of a deal, like or at least it'll be worth doing. What I really think is going to happen is I think they're going to raise the gear score. Um I think that the last time they raised, uh, they, they changed the gear system, you know, a few months ago. Uh, they didn't raise the gear score, so it didn't. It just kind of updated everyone's gear, and then if you wanted to go forward again, you could. Um, but from some of the screenshots we saw at the last day of the game, and so on and so forth, um, I, I think that this time we're probably going to get new content. We better, and I suspect we may get a jump in the gear score. And the reason I think we will is because. Um, they proposed giving us slightly higher gear. It was 510, I think, um, in the DZ months ago. I want to say it was title update 5? 
I can't remember off the top of my head. And everyone lost their mind because no one wants to go into the DZ of the farm and they pulled back on it. But it showed that they do intend to raise the gear score at some point. Now, whether they're going to do the maybe 550 or even, I, I think a nice even 600 would be nice. Um, and it would probably mean an actual, a bit of a grind, I would hope. Um, I, I think that's what's probably come in. But I really think there's probably a lot more. See, the problem is with the speculation is I've, I've, I try to be careful about overhyping things and getting too excited um, in general, not just with games, not just in my life in general. Kind of just try to go with it and experience things as they come because, let's be honest, the more that we hype stuff up, uh, you know, the, the number of times we've been burned by hype uh, is probably a much larger number than the number of times that hype has actually hyped us up. Um, but I have a feeling, I'm guessing that, I mean, if you've seen those screenshots of the gear changes, I mean, it's drastic. It's, it's essentially redoing the whole gear system. What, what I think is probably coming either in episode three or sometime after, hopefully soon after, what I'm guessing is that as drastic as the update is on the gear, it's going to be the same for weapons. It's going to be the same for attachments. It's going to be the same for you know mods. Um, it's going to be the same for the loot grind. It might be the same for the way that we get gear in general. So I think that people shouldn't just assume that we're maybe just going to get a slightly modified gear system. Um, to me, it looks like a gear rehaul. And I suspect that that may exist throughout the entire game, that everything about the game may be rehauled. Um, you know, whether we see this in episode three or not, you know, people have to remember that with that gear system change, they did specifically say that that is not coming in episode three, but that they would let us know. <laughs> so hopefully it's coming soon after that or something. Um, you know, whether it's episode one of year two or, or not. Well, so we'll have to see. Hopefully, maybe they'll clarify some of that in this coming stay of the game. Um, it's just, I've been around this game long enough. Um, you know, it's been four years now, uh, almost. And, you know, there's a mix of, you know, people should be fairly cautious. Episode one and two were kind of a letdown. Um, I think the actual game changes have been good. Um, but the content has been mediocre, which might be generous. But what I will say is that even in Division 1, which it's just, there's nothing wrong with liking Division 1 still. And if you like Division 1 more than Division 2, all the power to you. There's definitely parts of Division 1 I do miss and I liked more. Mostly aesthetic stuff. Uh, not really gameplay. I think gameplay in Division 2 is way better. But if you disagree with me, great. I disagree with you entirely, but that's fine. Um, but what I what I remember about Division One is that um, when there were big changes, when there was you know big updates coming that people liked in hindsight, um, there was always this kind of like chatter, and there was this you know borderline cockiness and confidence coming from the devs um, and the CMs and the ETF people, and that's what I'm seeing. Um, even back after the ETF ended, there were people even people like Solid FPS and stuff who. You know, can, I, I know that you know, if, if you look at his twi his uh, Twitch bio, he considers himself a division main person. But you know, he's playing Tarkov and stuff like everyone else right now. Um, but even he seemed really excited. And, you know, the way he expressed it, I believe, was that oh, I'm not playing Division Two again until the stuff I saw is there. <laughs> so that makes me excited for what's coming. Um, it's just kind of a bummer we've had to wait for it, but that's the way these things go. So I don't know. 
I highly suggest you check out the devs and, and pay attention to their Twitters and social media feeds. Try to find the ETF people, the ones who have like outed themselves, um, who are involved in it. Um, I do genuinely ask not to, um, you know, be nice. You know, if you have something critical to say, there is a way to say it without being an asshole. Um, you don't have to antagonize and belittle and look down on these people who are making this game because um, it doesn't help anything. I've seen a lot of that chatter. Um, there's some people who are pretty consistent with it, and to a point, I kind of appreciate that. People who are kind of like always assholes about it, like, but they're maybe somewhat reasonable. It's still kind of annoying, but it's fine. But for the love of God, don't be the person who is just god awful to them one minute and then licking their butts the next like it's like i know i'm kind of an ass kisser whatever i don't care i'm as critical of this game as anyone else is but i also just happen to try to be nice to the people who make the game i don't think there's anything wrong with that but you know so maybe i'm in the in the middle and on one side but don't be on the opposites if you if you follow these devs the cms etf people you don't have to kiss their asses but you can at least be decent maybe talk to them the way you would in person because i know that none of these people would be mean to these people in person um or if they did it'd just be super awkward and they would look silly but check them out there's a lot of hints and winks and nods going on um and i and i think it should be really exciting uh the next thing is just kind of talking about um, what 2020 is going to mean for division two uh what year two might kind of mean now year two is probably going to stretch into the very beginning of 2021 but um, so, you know, what things do I think are going to happen? Obviously, episode three, I assume, is coming uh, next month in February. Um, hopefully, early, mid would be nice. That'd be cool. Um, that gives me enough time to play some other stuff, too. I'm still finishing out a back catalog. Uh, in episode three, we know it's in New York. Uh, we know we're hunting Keener. We know that uh, from a, a couple of interviews, you know, that we're going to be in Brooklyn. We're going to be in Coney Island. I don't really know what that means. I don't know if it's going to be one big map or if there's going to be multiple, you know, smaller parts of New York that we're going to go to. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Under no circumstances should people be getting their hopes up that we're going to have the full Manhattan map. It is not going to happen. The the long of the short of it from all of the information I've gathered since the Division 2 came out is that, if I remember correctly, Division 1 was developed on like a .75 scale so if you took the characters from division one and put them into the real world um they would be like five foot tall <laughs> is the impression i believe that's that's i can't cite this i can't remember where i've heard this i feel like i've gotten little bits and pieces from going to events and talking to people and i don't think i'm breaking any agreements or anything right now but i believe so even the world is so like if you took the empire state building and division one and put it beside the real one it would be, you know, 25% small. It'd be too small. And so that's why, you know, people wonder why in Division 2, the characters move so weird and the animations are kind of odd. Um, it, it seems, I'm under the impression that they couldn't just copy the characters, you know, the character models and their skeletons and their animations from Division 1 over the 2 because since they use those techniques to do DC in a one-to-one, -one, uh, everything's scale. So if they put the characters from the first game in the second game, they would be like five foot tall. Um, and I imagine, I assume the characters that we play as are supposed to be like six foot tall is my guess. Um, even though they make this game in Sweden, so they probably assume everyone's like six foot six. But I'll digress. 
Um, and I think you could even see some of that stuff about division one in division one, where you would stand near like doorways and they would be like, like 10 foot tall doorways. Um, I don't think it's that bad everywhere, but I, I think it's like in some of like the kind of the, you know, like the random buildings that you can't go in and stuff that you'll notice there's some weird scaling. So what, so I'm getting that is I wouldn't expect Manhattan in episode three. That would be, I mean, you're talking about essentially a division three type of ask. Um, maybe we're going back. Who knows? Um, I think it's way too early to even consider division three, even though it wouldn't surprise me if there's at least uh, talk happening about it. Um, but yeah, so episode three, I, the problem is, is, you know, I, I don't like how often there's people saying like, Oh, it's just going to be two missions and a specialization. And, uh, it's just going to be the raid where I actually don't think it's going to be the raid. I, I, I'm, I'm not under the impression they've given that uh, assurance. I, so I wouldn't expect it. I would, I'm, I'm wondering if the raid won't come till year two, um, which makes me kind of wonder what the story of the raid is. Cause I assume it's maybe like its own little story on the side. Whereas the current raid is fairly integral to the story. Um, as for year two, um, I, I don't know. See, the problem with year two is I think episode three is really important for year two. I think episode three, you know, like I was saying, it, hopefully it's not just going to be two missions and specialization. I'm really hoping that there is some type of new mode or something that happens that really pushes things forward and makes things more interesting. I just really hope there's something in episode three that is fun to go back and play over and over. It doesn't have to be survival. It doesn't have to be the underground. Um, it can just be really good content. It can just be something that's really interesting to go back and play. I'm too stupid to know what that is. But what I'm saying is that there needs to be something about episode three that pulls people back and makes people go, oh, cool. This is fun. This is really cool. Because with year two, I, I think it's all but assumed that year two is going to have some type of paid pass for the content. Um, I think that's a bummer. I, I like the idea of free content because everyone stays on the same page. Um, that said... I think that maybe most people could agree that maybe the reason we have seen some what I would call fairly mediocre content from year one of division two is because it was free and that they had to pay for it up front and that there was nothing coming in to help pay for it. And there was no assurance it was going to make money. Um, it's a bummer. Unfortunately, that's the way business works. Um, I have a pretty good feeling that this probably didn't go the way that people at Massive would have liked or Red Storm or any of the you know kind of adjacent uh, developer studios that worked with the game. Um, but I have a feeling this is exactly how they were fine with it happening at Ubisoft headquarters. Uh, not that they are cool with bad games, but if we look at their recent history and some of the delays and things that are going on, it seems like they got um, complacent is probably the nicest way to say it. Um, so for year two, I, I think it's going to be a paid one. I think, you know, there's a few factors that, um, you know, episode three needs to be really good to get people excited again and to, and to give people faith that paying for a year two is worth it. The price for a year two needs to be extremely reasonable. It needs to be 20 or 30 bucks max. I think 40 is super pushing it. 50 or 60 is you're going to get laughed off the face of the earth. Uh, and I think the final thing is they, they need to be really transparent about what's coming. Um, you know, this, the, the way that they treated year one was kind of gross. And I have to be totally honest. It sort of feels like they maybe didn't tell us much about Kinley college 
or they maybe didn't tell us much about the Pentagon before they were released because they maybe were embarrassed about them or maybe, you know, they knew that it wasn't going to live up to the expectations that people had. Um, in Division One, we had survival, we had underground, you know, and, and while those, I think, get a little too much credit, a lot more credit than they deserve, they were very repetitive, and I think the average person would burn out on them within a week or two, and even a diehard like me um, got pretty sick of survival after a couple months. Uh, I give that people still like it, I don't know how. I also played probably five or six times more than the average person, so that's fine. Uh, it's probably my problem, not yours. Um, but this year one didn't have all of the year one content content wise, not game change wise, but content wise, you talk about Kinley and some of the stuff that we've gotten. I mean, I would say all of it together, you know, hasn't been as entertaining as survival and underground was. So, um, you know, is that to blame for it being free? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have enough time. I'm under the impression that those projects got outsourced to other studios. Maybe those studios just weren't up for it. Kind of seems like that might be the case, but I don't know enough to know that that's the, that that's what happened. Um, it's just interesting because both of, you know, Kinley college and especially the Pentagon, uh, especially the Pentagon really seems like they, they probably intended on more and, you know, budget time ability probably factored in and, we didn't get what maybe would have been cool to have. Uh, maybe that changes in the long run. Maybe they made progress and just couldn't finish. Um, you know, we see things like hardcore mode that I assume is going to update and, and get more interesting and have more to do as time goes on. We'll have to see. Um, but year two, you know, I think the final factor is episode three needs to be good. It needs to be priced appropriately. And we need to know what's coming because here's the thing about year two especially if it's going to be paid content. They can give us a general idea of what's coming and, and that allows us to decide if it's worth our hard-earned money or not without spoiling anything. They don't have to tell a story. They don't have to give us super, super detailed information, but they can give us you know, a reasonable amount of information for people to be educated consumers. Because here's the thing, say, say year one was paid. If year one, if, if, so what I'm saying, like if they would have come out before division two came out and said, okay, episode one is going to be a bunch of updates to the game, which are great. And it's going to be a college map where you, you do missions in three different parts. And then a gear room opens up and you get some gear. Okay, that's episode one. Now, episode two is going to be the Pentagon. Really cool, right? Okay, so what the Pentagon's going to be is an intro mission and then two big story missions. That's episode two. And then a bunch of game updates. And then episode three, blah, blah, blah. You know, if, if they would have come out and said that, people probably would have been like, yeah, that doesn't sound like enough, but at least they're telling us. Like, oh, okay. And then we, but we will have had no idea what Kenley College was, what the implications were. We, nothing would have been spoiled. It would have been fine. And that's what I think we have to have for a successful year two. They need to tell us, hey, episode one of year two is going to have this type of activity. Episode two is going to have this type. And episode three, this type. Outside of those episodes, we want to put in stuff that does this and does that and this thing and that thing. But they don't have to give away a single story cue. They don't have to give away a single bit of information that spoils anything. 
Um, I really hope that they that they do that because that they really need to sell people on year two. Um, I'm gonna buy it either way, I'm sure. But even I'm a hair skeptical at this point because we still don't have any information about year three or about episode three. We will in a week, I'm sure. But like, we we don't know. We have no idea what it's gonna be. It's all speculation right now, besides some really tiny details, um, and that's frustrating. I, I I don't like that. I think that's that's kind of annoying, um, because it allows the people who think it's just gonna be two missions and a specialization to have an audience. Because maybe they're right. We have no idea. <laughs> so I don't know. It's frustrating for me. Um, I love the game. I think the game's awesome. Uh, I think the people who work on it are great. Everyone I've dealt with has always been really um, fun and and cool and and nice to deal with, but. Um, I, I suspect they're hamstrung in their own ways. They, someone maybe listened to this nodding and saying, yes, that's exactly what we want to do, but we're not allowed. And that's a bummer. So whoever your boss is, make them listen to this podcast, make them get a Twitter account and say that they're the ones who make these decisions. And then they can hear from the people, even though that would be kind of a nightmare because it wouldn't be the reasonable ones coming out more than likely. Um, as for hardcore, I suspect we'll get a few updates in 2020 to hardcore, um, hopefully making it a little bit more interesting. I actually kind of lost complete interest in it. I'm level like seven or eight or something. I, I'm sure I'll get back to it. I'm a little distracted by other stuff right now, but it also just, I realized that as soon as I die, I'm just going to stop. Like, I'm not going to go back and play again. It's, it's fine. <laughs> um, I, I have to be honest. I haven't even played division in a few weeks. Um, I, I jump on here and there, run a few missions, do some bounties, do some side stuff, uh, just to stay fresh. And um, there are still a few named items I'm going after, but I'm definitely kind of in with getting to my backlog and uh, then getting super hyped for episode three. Uh, but har- hopefully our hardcore gets some updates. I'd really like to see it turn into something, which I'll talk about in a moment. Uh, E3 uh, should be interesting. I suspect E3, it comes in June. Um, if we do a year two structure similar to what Division 2 uh, year one had, uh, we'll probably get episode one before E3. Uh, maybe. Um, I hope so. Uh, and then so maybe E3 will be about like episode two and some other stuff. I hope they feature it. I mean, I hope they, you know, I hope they give us spot. You know, last year was really cool with Terry Spear um, getting to speak about what was going on and then being able to show the trailer for episode three. Uh, which was still one of my favorite trailers I've seen in quite a while. Uh, it's just a, it's just cool. It's very exciting. Uh, so hopefully E3 uh, maybe gives us something interesting to talk about. Uh, and then the new gen consoles we'll have at the end of the year, I suspect in November-ish. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about that, You know whether or not games like Division 2 are going to have to work on backwards compatibility. Um, from all the research I've been doing and kind of digging I've been doing, I actually think Division 2 and all of the other like Xbox One games, I can only speak for Xbox, are actually going to be um, native on the new console, on the Series X. And the reason I think that is because um, uh, the original Xbox ran on like a normal computer architecture. Uh, the Xbox 360 moved to a proprietary system that um, had to use uh, like an emulator to play Xbox games. Um, And then the Xbox One moved back to a regular computer architecture Uh, and the Series X is continuing that. So because it's the first time that Xbox hasn't changed its architecture, um, I suspect that the move from Xbox One to Series X is essentially gonna be like the move from the original Xbox One to the One X. 
Um, where the big issue there is going to be eventually the Series X games are going to be too powerful or going to be too demanding for the original Xboxes. And that's where I think that Microsoft is going to say, hey, you have an original Xbox. You can't play this game because it's too powerful. But you can play it through xCloud. And you can stream the game through your Xbox One because it's plenty powerful to do that. That's my guess. I'm really interested to see whether I'm right or not. I hope I am because I really hope that I get to play Division 2 day one of the Series X. And I get to, uh, and, you know, hopefully they have a patch ready or they have one come out relatively soon um, that has, you know, actual 4K graphics and like 120 FPS. And it looks amazing and feels great. Um, you can maybe even use your mouse and keyboard on it. Who knows? We'll We'll get there. We'll figure that stuff out eventually. But um, yeah, so I think that's going to be an interesting step for uh, for Division 2 as well. And all games. I mean, it's this is going to be a really fun year for video games. So even though this podcast focuses on Division 2, don't, don't sit on this year. It's going to be really cool. Uh, then kind of the last thing I have here is just I've been playing a lot of Escape from Tarkov. I've even streamed it a few times. I wasn't sure if my rig can handle it and apparently it can so it's been a lot of fun um it's a really cool game i really like it i've seen a lot of people from the division community playing it um that has been an interesting thing in my opinion though because there's so many people saying like oh you know division two the dz's let you down check out tarkov and what what i think is interesting about that is it shows um just how warped people's expectations are of division um compared to the reality of the game um the division one i think made a big mistake of well it was one of the premier examples back in 2013 and even after that of ubisoft showing amazing fidelity games and then putting out games that didn't quite look the same um division one i think actually still looked pretty good but ubisoft had other games like assassin's creed and there are various other games they put out where they they made them look amazing in their trailers and then they came out and they weren't quite that impressive um division one still looks really good but it doesn't look i mean if you go back and look at the old trailers um, it doesn't look anything like what they showed back then um division two doesn't even it's definitely closer honestly um but it's not quite there either um, but they marketed Division 2 much better. But what I'm getting at here is that, you know, the, the DZ before Division 1 came out was kind of like this, like, lawless land where anything can happen and friends turn on friends. And it's like, I mean, that can happen, I guess. But but that's not, it's not, that's not what it is. Um, if you if you really think about the DZ and if you've played a decent amount of it, I definitely played more of it in Division One than I have in Two. But you know, I've I've earned my stake in both. I, I think you can disagree. That's fine. And what it really is, it's just kind of like a gank zone where some people are farm and then some people just want to shoot other people with OP builds, and they don't really want to die. Like they don't really want to fight. They just want to kill. <laughs> um, and that's not. It's not you know what people expected but it is what it is and four years later i think i think it's just interesting that there's a lot of people with division who still you still want or expect division to become a thing that they want that there's no indication it's ever going to be when it comes to actual development now on the other hand these people have found something in tarkov um that is kind of that ultimate gaming experience of like super brutal 
super rewarding and super punishing but it's nothing like division <laughs> so I, i've seen some of this like hey if, if you like the dz and division you should check out tarkov no that is wrong <laughs> because half the complaints and, and most of the people i've seen so upset about division 2 seem to not like that they could die too quickly and that they could die at all and that they didn't have their striker or their nomad build anymore to you know borderline exploit the game and to, to beat people who didn't know what they were doing um and that's and if if that stuff like if you liked that like opness and all that stuff of division one dz and i guess some of the super armor builds in division two if that's what you like you will not like tarkov <laughs> in tarkov you can be the most experienced player in the game with the best gear in the game that you've grinded and worked for and and just crawled for and gotten and a player who is starting with a super cheap gun and a little bit expensive ammo can one shot you and take everything you have. So <laughs> I do think it's kind of interesting. Like I get why there's people who like division and Tarkov that includes myself. Um, but I question the people who like it cause they think it's the same. I like it because it's so much different and Tarkov when I kill someone or I'm killed, I feel like there was a, a battle of wits that happened there and a battle of skill and division, whether it was one or two, I've just never felt that way. I've always just been like, yeah, well, my build sucked. I didn't time things right, but you know, whatever. You know, it just doesn't have the same feeling. Um, the other part of Tarkov is I actually hope that that one cool thing that could happen in Division Two Hardcore is if instead of when you die, you lose everything, your character gets deleted and you start over. I wish that you would keep your level, and that maybe you could keep a small cash. And that when you die in hardcore, you don't lose your character entirely, but you do lose everything that was on them. Um, that they could make like a from one to thirty up to gear score five hundred. There could be like a green gear basic build that when you die, you get automatically. Uh, so you can farm for stuff again, but it's gonna be hard. And you can have maybe like a twenty piece stash or something where you can, you know, if you if you store a few guns and some pieces of armor, it helps you get back into the groove a little bit faster. Still punishing because if you want to run with your best gear and you die, you still lose every piece of it. It's gone forever. Can't get it back. But then it doesn't have that huge punishment of you literally start over the whole game from scratch. Because I like the single player, I like the story. But it's not really compelling enough to really convince me to play it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and so, and that's kind of how Escape from Tarkov works. If you die in Escape from Tarkov, everything your character was wearing is gone. But you don't lose like your character's level and the skill progression you've had. Uh, and like the, the, the different progressions on quests and missions and stuff like that. So um, after playing it a bit, like, man, that would be such a good fit for hardcore um, and it would make it where like you could get this gear score 500 and you could go in the DZ and if you die, all your gear drops and you don't, you, you don't get it back. You spawn, uh, with a bunch of crappy gear and you have to go out and farm again, but you don't have to start from level one again. I'm sure there's some people who like that aspect of it, but I, I have no interest in that. Maybe it's not designed for me and it's working perfectly as expected. I'm not sure. I'm also not sure whether or not you want to listen to this mid-roll, but it's coming anyways. Okay, so to kind of wrap this stream up, I'm going to do a few community topics, a couple of listener questions, some content updates, and then we will get out of here. 
a couple of community topics I found on Reddit. Uh, it was, there was a really cool post of someone's, the title of the post was, this game is fun. Um, and it was, it was really nice to read. And obviously I'm pretty positive about the game. So maybe I'm just a shill in that way. But what was cool about it was that like, they were just pointing out that like, it's a good game. It's not perfect. It needs content. A lot of people's complaints are perfectly valid. But despite those things, it's a really good game and it is fun to play. The loop is cool and it sounds like it's only going to get better. Um, there's nothing wrong with being negative and it was really cool seeing a bunch of the responses. Now, obviously there's some of the expected assholes in there that's fine, but like the responses were like, yeah, like I've played this game for hundreds of hours and it's fun. I'm playing some other stuff, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it was just a nice post. So if you are on the subreddit, you know, you can probably search for the title. It's this game is fun. I suggest taking a peek at it. Um, it was just nice to see. And it was nice to see most of mostly people responding in ways of saying like, you know, yeah, the game's not perfect. It's definitely worth, you know, criticizing and, and aspects, but overall it's a really cool game. Um, and then I saw another one, um, that said, uh, why does everyone shoot on sight? And they're talking about the DZ and the ODZ. Um, and what's interesting about this game is, um, and this is going to take back to the, uh, Escape from Tarkov, is there is a culture in Escape from Tarkov. It's very small. It's not very many people. Um, but there are some players in the game who, if you see them, there's um, what they do is they wiggle. They, they, they lean side to side. And there's kind of like an unspoken language of like, if, if someone does that, so they're they're probably seeing if you want to cooperate and extract together and get through the the raid together um now that can turn in a second they you know as soon as you're not paying attention they can shoot you in the head and take everything but a lot of times they don't and you see a lot of stories on their subreddit of people meeting up kind of cautiously working together and then extracting and maybe they play together more after that or or whatever so um the division just doesn't have that culture. Um, there have been times I've been farming in the DZ and there's been someone who's run up on the checkpoint that I'm going at as well or the landmark. Um, and there's kind of this, like you kind of keep an eye on them, make sure, you know, see if they're, you know, flagging rogue or not and whatever. Um, and there's been a few times I've teamed up with people. They've sent me an invite. I've sent them one. We run some landmarks together and that was cool. But it is not common. <laughs> or people just run away because they're afraid you're going to kill them or vice versa. Um, I, I I think that in the division, it just never developed that culture in this game of of that like. And, and maybe there, it's because there isn't a good way to communicate that you're willing to cooperate. Maybe it's because the people who are, you know, the, the people who are more dragged towards the DZ aren't the type who want to do that. Uh, a game like Escape from Tarkov, you can basically be a PvE player in Tarkov. And if you just assume every time you meet another player, you're just going to die, like that's fine. Um, that's definitely possible, but, uh, it's, it, that, that just isn't in the division and in the division, uh, I, I still believe that, you know, the DZs are meant to be farming zones where you should expect PVP. Uh, I've been eviscerated for saying that before, which led to a whole bunch of fun conversations, which will try to get over in the new year but you know still kind of what i'm saying is um i just don't think the game has that culture and i think at this point it probably never will unless there's some like really drastic changes in the way the game works to like borderline force people <laughs> to um to, to cooperate 
um, in that way. So, you know, is what it is. Okay, so a couple listener questions here. I have a couple from Mick Short on the Discord. Um, it says, at the time of writing, New Year's Eve was your and Lady Bond's drink and snack of choice to end the year with a little one tucked up in bed. Um, Lady Bond's preferred drink is either a screwdriver or uh, Apple the Angry Orchard drinks. Um, mine is basically the same. I tried to pretend I like beer for a long time, and I just don't. Um, for snacks, uh, we'll both take about anything. Uh, is pizza a snack? Or can I just say, like, pizza bites? I'll take that. That sounds delicious. Or honestly, just, like, some, like, taters and nugs. Oh, some chicken nuggets and tater tots. Mm. Anyways, I'm hungry, if you can't tell. Um, the next question from Mick Short. Do you think we might get any extra stories on, say, Kelso and Manny doing a mission in the past together? Um, also, would you uh, would you do a voice acting gig if, if the devs asked? Um, I think we'll definitely... I don't know. I'm curious about, like, Kelso. I have a feeling that we may actually see a Kelso Fei Lao um meetup. I I want I think that when we when our character goes to New York, I suspect it's gonna be like with Kelso. Like it's gonna be like a, a buddy cop thing. Um and that gets us there. And then we'll be on our own once we get there. Um and but I think that maybe, you know, Kelso's gonna go to the boo and her and Fei Lao are gonna be the ones that like direct us around to do what we're gonna do there. Um but as for Manny and all that but a backstory on that, maybe, I don't know. The, the storytelling in this game, even in the first one, honestly, has been so like all over the place that I just have no idea. As for the second part of that question, uh, if I would do voice acting, absolutely. I would love to do voice acting. Um, I don't really know if I have the voice for it. I don't know if I have the reading capability or the acting capability to do that. Um, but yes, I would absolutely record something to go into a video game. That would be amazing uh then the last question from mick short uh do you think out of the five big oh who do you think out of the big uh five fast food chains has the best burger and chicken so my wife and i were talking about your questions we were trying to figure out who the big five were see in my area it's wendy's mcdonald's uh and burger king um i guess i would throw in maybe like white castle i don't know who else to throw in where i live i live in the midwest um, I don't consider places like Five Guys or Whataburger and like those kind of places or Smashburger. I don't consider those like that fast food. They're more like like fine fast or whatever, like Chipotle or whatever. Uh, so for me, my favorite burger from fast food is absolutely the Baconator from Wendy's. That's why I have the beautiful physique I have, I'm sure. Um, and as for chicken... I'd probably go Wendy's again. I'm a pretty big Wendy's fan. Um, yeah, yeah. So for both of those, that's what I, I would say Wendy's. So you can appreciate my fat Midwestern opinion. Um, Mick Short, thank you very much for the questions. Uh, Truth on Discord had a couple questions as well. Um, do you play in random groups or mostly solo? Do you use the random matchmaking feature or do you play with a core group of friends? When, if you are grouped, which mode do you play? Challenging, heroic, so on and so forth. I am like a 95% solo player. Um, sometimes while I'm playing, uh, whether it's on stream or not, uh, I'm talking about division here. Um, I'll like randomly matchmake just with whoever. Um, and that is fine. I think, I think division handles matchmaking pretty well. Um, 
when I got into the community, there was kind of a core group I did play with. There's a couple streamers and a couple friends of those streamers. Um, I've since, I don't really talk to those people anymore. Uh, just kind of bygones or bygones. Um, and, and at this point, like my viewers don't really like ask to play with me every now and then they do. Um, but I think they kind of can tell that I like to play by myself. Um, so that's definitely my preference is solo play, even in Escape from Tarkov, which is a game that you should play with other people. <laughs> you absolutely should group up because it's way less, uh, it's still pretty brutal, but it's less brutal with a team. I've not played with another person yet in Escape from Tarkov. So I definitely find I'm a very solo type of player. Um, I've, I, I was the same in Division 1. So, uh, And even solo, though, I do like doing challenging missions uh, on my own. I've done a few heroics on my own, but when I do heroics, I tend to try to matchmake. Uh, and then uh, second question from Truth. Uh, this question piggybacks off the other question. If you do group uh, up to do missions, are you finding it more and more difficult to find groups uh, complete content with? I'm finding it difficult to get a full group for heroic invaded missions. And when I do, the other members are typically severely under geared for the task. Have you come across this issue? So I think this is just kind of a question of, you know, is the player base a little small right now? Um, I imagine it probably is. Uh, I think there's probably a bunch of new players. Uh, they had the free weekend and then they had the sale. Um, I want to say Division 2 uh, was like 15 bucks at one point around Christmas. Um, and it has been multiple times. I know that's been a big naysayer uh, point of, oh, look how cheap it is. It must be a garbage game. Eh, not really. They're trying to get people in uh, probably for year two, I imagine. Uh, to try to get to try and make money off year two if they do a paid uh content drop um so you're probably dealing with a lot of people who don't really know who have just started the game fairly in the last month or two um the last time i played quite a bit it's probably about a month ago and then i wasn't having issues um i do live in the united states i do live in the eastern time zone um i do play on xbox uh, which in theory is probably the smallest player population um, but I haven't noticed issues. I also don't match make very often. So, um, it wouldn't surprise me if people are having issues, especially at weird hours or in places like Australia and in like lower populated areas. Um, I hope episode three and year two can uh, change that, but we'll see. Uh, thank you for the question. If you have any questions, you can ask, uh, I make it available on, uh, on the YouTube video, on Discord, on Twitter, on my Patreon, uh, basically anywhere you can contact me, feel free to ask questions or give me ideas for topics to talk about. I am happy to take your suggestion. Uh, as for some content updates, uh, I'm streaming uh, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturdays now, um, mostly Escape from Tarkov for the moment, but once episode three uh, gets announced and we know some stuff, I'll probably go back and start playing some of that, especially when it drops. Uh, Saturdays and Sundays are mostly going to be like late morning uh, Eastern time, uh, but maybe in the evenings if Bay Diesel is busy and I need to watch the little one. Uh, we do have the hundredth episode coming up. Uh, we're at 93 currently, so uh, less than two months until the hundredth episode, which hopefully we'll have a whole, whole bunch of fun stuff to talk about. Um, I am curious about, you know, maybe doing something special, uh, maybe doing like a live recording on Twitch and then doing some, uh, like a long stream maybe do like a you know a long stream for me is four or five six hours so uh, i am not a full-timer i have a regular life and job um and maybe have a guest on the show i'm trying to arrange something right now but it may not work out 
I'm trying to arrange a guest who can talk about episode three and what's coming in division two, but I may have to wait until after episode three uh, to do that. So uh, hopefully I haven't had a guest on this show since episode like 20 or something. It's been a while. Um, it's hard to put together. Um, people don't really ask. Uh, and honestly, it's just so much easier for me just to record this and put it out. But I do want to do something special um, and maybe, you know, try to step the game up a bit this year. Uh, and last, okay, so uh, it was Punk RL one the the teddy bear i still haven't sent that thing out i am so sorry i am the worst holidays are super crazy i thought i had plenty of time i haven't it will come soon if you listen to the podcast i'm so sorry but it's coming and with that we'll wrap this baby up if you want to support the podcast or my other content please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast if you listen on itunes please 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 rate the podcast and leave a review it helps me get noticed I am Bond Diesel on Twitch, where I stream three or so times a week. I am also at Bond Diesel on Twitter, where you can catch my state of the game live tweets and various other thoughts about the division and lots of other things. Uh, if you want some cool Echo Cast or Bond Diesel merch, check out bonddiesel.live/merch. That's all I have. So until next time. I'm <laughs> gonna